0: On to the science fiction. Story number one. Taste like chicken written by Sanctum Writes. Fricked this job, fricked the ship, and fricked this planet, and as a throat was cleared behind him. Again, frick this overgrown lizard in particular. It was hotter than hell in a summer, and this orange and orange just refused to let him work. Crouched in the burning dark gray sand And up to his elbows in what had been the ship's engine In peace What are you doing? It's not supposed to be done like that This is what needs to be done Don't worry about it That is not the standard procedure I know Just trust me I know what I'm doing Subsection A 3A Of chapter 42 Clearly states that you require a titanium star driver At a minimum of a Darius didn't even turn around, he simply looked up and squinted into the distance. At first, he thought surviving the crash that killed nearly the entire crew had been a blessing. However, when he saw who had survived with him out of the fifteen others on the ship, he was starting to question that, because as he searched the cloudless blue-green sky trying to collect his thoughts and convince himself that jamming his fist into the seized snout was not productive. It was beginning to feel more like he'd done something terrible. And this, this was his punishment. Darius. Something really bad. Darius. Something unforgivable. Darius. Had he bombed any orphanages lately? What? He finally said and stood and whooped around, staggering when his head swam for the movement and his whole body ached in the effort. What see? What do you want now? The large creature sat back in his haunches and burned and melted remains of the blue crew uniform crunched under each movement. Do not take that tone with me, Darius, it hissed a brilliant crimson neck broad flaring in displeasure. Not only are you modifying that in an unauthorized manner, you know as well as I that Section 5, Subsection B, Paragraph 3 states that any modification to the ship requires first the authorization of the head engineer and then the captain. He honestly didn't know. The most he had ever read of the employee handbook was the title, but to say that did not have the time all this would be like saying the water was only a little wet. Oh, Narius pursed his lips and glanced at the reptilian companion with such a genuinely chastised expression that seas frills laid flat once more. Modified, and his scuffed scales seemed to gleam with satisfaction. Yes, Brilliant, amethyst eyes lazily narrowed into a tall, thin slits. You are breaking protocol. I'm so sorry. The smaller man stepped away from the remnants of the engine with only the briefest crewmen of pain. Why don't we go ask them? Slow but sure-footed in the grey powdery sand that covered the landscape around them, he stalked over to where the bodies of the crewmen were laid out, side by side, He glanced at each one as he made his way to the end of the line, giving each a sort of a nod of respect. Darius hadn't known them for long, but he didn't need to in order to feel some sort of, uh, not sorrow, but something here. The memory of putting their mangled, twisted bodies almost hard into anonymity and still warm the heat from the wreckage. It was fresh in his mind. He didn't need to be a soft touch to know that they didn't deserve to die like that. They had been decent folk but he was one to dwell on these things. He was just glad that it hadn't been him. When he finally came to the end of the line, he crouched down before the head engineer, grateful the smell was being blown downwind. The sand settled beneath his heels and the sea followed him in an air of uncertainty. What, um, what are you doing? Darius glanced over his shoulder, dark-weathered face placid, before turning back to the ghoulish figure before him. I'm asking the engineer. Hey, hey, I'm a man. Can't remember your name. Chief Engineer. Can I modify the engine? Oh, and I guess anything I can get my hands on while I'm at it. The silence wasn't really that surprising. He reached out and waved over the blackened face, as though he were simply trying to wake him up. Can I? To let someone know we're out here in this dusty hellhole. Then Darius leaned forward and sweat on his close-cropped hair glistened in the daylight. All he heard was the whispers and sighs of the sand sliding in the wind. Carefully, finding his footing, he clapped Z on the shoulder, ignoring the delicate wince of the arched brow that twitched his lips. "'Well, I didn't hear a no. Let's go ask the captain now. I think he's in the middle.' Z's ears were pinned back flat as he shifted his weight from side to side, teeth slightly bared. Darius, he murmured, this is, I did not. The stocky man shook his head, cutting him off. No, 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 you're right, we need to do this by the book, so let's go see the captain. You were on good terms with him, right? You knew him a while. He threw a long arm around the yactor's neck and drew C into a close and swept yank. With you here, he's sure to say yes. The sound of teeth clicking put Darius on edge as he dragged his companion along. His smile never faltered. C. stooped over, pulled to the shorter man's height, and huffed, sending cool air across his face in comparison to the desert around them. Oh, no, I do not wish to see Sarr. I do not want to see him like that again. C. tried to dig his heels in, but his feet couldn't find purchase in the sand. Darius continued to pull him along anyways, stumbling and recitant inch by inch until they stepped in front of his old friend's body. C. stiffened as he resisted looking down, sliding an icy glare to Darius before staring at the sky. I will not! Let me go! A quiet, brittle words hung in between them for a moment before the wind snatched them away for itself, leaving silence in exchange. They stood together while Darius studied C.'s profile as he continued to search the empty horizon as though it looked hard enough he could erase everything that had happened. There was a squawk of surprise when Darius suddenly dropped to his knees, an arm that had never left Yachta's neck tightening to nearly a point of pain as he dragged the sea down with him. His lips pressed into a grim parody of a smile as the sounds of hyperventilating began to fill the air and a brilliant gem-toned eye searched his own panic. "'Don't look at me!' The fiendish grin curled even more It's rude When you're asking someone for a favor At least you can do is look them in the eye See Pushed harshly on his chest Claws dragging beads of blood Where they touched the skin Where his ruined uniform There was a jolt of movement Before Darius adjusted Holding fast and reading him back With the strength his appearance would not suggest See continued to look for any sign That Darius would yield But he gave nothing away "'Be polite,' came the demand through clenched teeth. "'There was no pleasure to be found in doing this to Zee, but he needed this. "'He needed to get it through to his thick head that bitching about the rulebook wouldn't get them anywhere, "'because Darius didn't need to read it to know that it didn't cover any crap that they were in. "'There was a growl here, and a sharpened by outrage and the, un- the current of fear. "'Ask him, Zee.' His nostrils fled and vertically slid eyes drifted shut for a moment in return before opening wide as he gazed upon the body of his oldest friend. Snout wide and frozen in echoes of a final scream. Do we have provision to modify the ship, Captain Czar? Spiney asked with wary tones, he stared at him for a moment, entranced by the horror of it all. There was almost nothing left of the man C had known, His azure eyes had boiled away, his brilliant greens and scales scorched into grey scales. Only age should have brung. Tsar had seemed invincible, his blood brother, and now he laid before him the god of his childhood victim to mortal death. Z's breath came in shallow pants, struggling with the heat and the air, the heat of the merriest flame ate flesh and cloth alike before he finally ripped away from everything. Shoving Darius in a fluid explosive motion They shot apart and landed hard in the sand With a heavy grunt from Darius As a pain gasped as he greedily tried to inhale The turquoise sky above him The spell broken Sea laid on the ground, threading his way carefully through those two fresh and terrible memories back to the present moment, before he slowly sat up with a hurt air about him. Darius mirrored him, his movements delicate and slow as he observed him, rubbing his chest absent-mindedly. The wind brought the gift of silence once more as both, whisking away the sounds of labored breathing as both parties gathered their nerves. "'Why did you do that, Darius?' "'See?' finally asked him quietly. "'Why did you make me look at him like that again? You had no right.' Darius pulled his legs into across them, dragging a hand down his face and grimacing when it seemed to go with the movement so much easier than it did once. "'Because I'm not sure you really get the situation we're in. He was a good captain. I didn't want to see him like that either.' He tipped his head at the side and tried to gnaw the flame-chapped and blistered lips at the habit that he forgot himself. Pain bloomed, and he swiped the tongue across his lips before speaking. See, how long can you go without water? The reptilian man leaned forward, and sinking into the sand, a fork, tongue flicking out to taste the air as he warily considered the question. Six standard-day units, he bit out. Darius rolled the number around, his mouth forming phantom words. Yeah, okay, so about three earth days. And food? Twelve standard days. Six of yours, it would seem. For once the damned lizard was quiet and let Darius go on. Not bad, especially on the water. Do you want to know how many days I lost? I am also six standard days on water. More if my food has it. As for eating, he patted the generous stomach age and efficiency in his movements had given him. Sixty-three standard days, more or less. Sixty-three? C's eyes narrowed. Impressive. Remember, it's give and take, Darius emphasized once more. And since we seem to be talking past each other a lot, let me speak plainly. His voice dropped lower as a fraction of the dry air and his parched throat lent their strength to the sudden gust of wind that robbed him of his words. He gestured for C to come closer. Scaly shoulders haunched as he flicked his eyes over his form. The pain still swore to see. He hesitated, but eventually crawled forward and stopped before him in a defensive crouch. "'Push comes to shove. If we end up being stuck here for a while, if we run out of the little food and water we managed to scavenge from the wreck, you will die first by a long shot, and I will tell you this once you do, I'm going to take longer than sixty-three days for me to follow.' "'You know where to find more food, and you'd keep that from me.' C didn't even sound surprised. He seemed resigned to the idea. Darius frowned for a moment at how little credit he was given, and dismissed it just as quickly. So long as they could work together, it didn't really matter what C thought of him. "'No,' Darius said pleasantly. "'Because once you're gone, I'll have about, eh, 75 kilograms of food. How much do you weigh, anyways? Your planet has a similar gravity to mine, right?' He asked, rubbing his chin, in thought, and the other tapping his knee. For a moment, C looked puzzled. It was a familiar expression to the Darius by now. Before, he pulled the best approximation of a scowl that the snout would allow. Darius, this is no time to joke. I am done with unproductive interaction with you. Your amusements are in poor taste, and this is not something I shall soon forget. His voice was tight, laced with fury as he began to get up, searching for a sure footing in the soft sand when a flat remark stopped him. I wasn't kidding. He gazed bored into the human before him and fell to one knee, a strong woman strolling around fine sand into the sky. You would consume another sentient. No, the disgust was thicker than the disbelief. No, a civilized sentient would sooner starve. The careless shrug got the return, the man made the blood run cold. "'Guess humans aren't civilized, then,' Darius said casually, "'because we have a name for eating other humans, even.' There was a rattle-as-rasp of C.'s uniform once again as he shook his head in denial, as though he could fling the very idea of what Darius was saying from his mind if he did it hard enough. "'You! You would not eat another of your species!' "'Cannibalism!' We call it cannibalism. Whole communities were big on it in antiquity, he went on, talking over, the others babbling. I mean, it's been a no-go for many hundreds of years now, as a general rule, but you know, desperate times and desperate measures still happen. There was just a horrified choking as he continued to stare in terror, and Darius pushed his hands into the sand, watching the tiny grains yield to pressure. But generally, there is a sort of amazement and disgust at the idea of having to do that to survive, as distasteful as it is for a lot of us, if the option is that all starve. Well, he glanced up from the sand meaningfully for a moment before returning to his preoccupation. We're very self-preserving and practical people. So, at the end of the month, when you are cold and I'm here alone, I'll be figuring out how to eat you. He sat back in the sand, satisfied and finally looking at C's downright paralyzed, and still crouched in the sand like a cornered animal. Stop looking so hunted. I won't lay a finger on you. I don't have to. I'll be upset, of course. I'll consider you talented, if not somewhat freaking annoying colleague. I've seen enough death here. I don't want to see yours. But in the end, self-preservation I spoke of will win out. So... If we get picked up after that happens We'll treat your body with the utmost respect My government and press will talk of your ordeal With the morbid fascination Mourning your loss And how I had made the best of an absolutely terrible He emphasized situation Your body, what's left of it anyways We will hand deliver to your family with my apologies Condolences for the enormity of the loss And the question on how I can make this right Trust me It will be sincere, but behind closed doors, Darius got his hands on his knees to crawl closer to sea and jerked back in panic, sending himself staggering to the sand on his rear. Come no closer, he shouted, a clawed hand flung between them. Darius paused and sat back on his heels with a sneer as he continued to speak. When this is all said and done, when the public stops giving a crap and the news gives up pretending it ever did, my people are going to pull me aside. They'll go through the motions of saying how sorry they are about what happened one last time. Darius leans towards him, dark eyes, and sea shivered, swearing he could see the insanity swirling in the deep brown eyes. Then, in quiet, as they work up the nerve, someone's going to speak. To... Just go for it and ask the question every last human in the galaxy is going to want to know. The last words were spoken in a whisper and carried on the wind a casual question with the vilest of implications that left sea numb. So, uh, what did the poor bastard taste like? End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun, I hope